Hello again, and thanks for returning for Minute 9 of the Airport Minute, where every day, Monday through Fridays, we take apart the granddaddy of all disaster movies, Airport, one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Mark Cerulli of uh, Self-Employed, or Unemployed, as the case may be. And I am this week's guest, writer and cartoonist Brian Fees. And this week we're talking, or today we're talking about episode nine, which is titled Snow Desk. What we've been wondering about now is uh, Mel and Tanya have left the airport in the Melmobile and have fishtailed their way out to the uh, runway 29er. How long does it take them to get there? Well, on screen, it takes about 10 seconds. In the 10 seconds that they've managed to, if you recall the timing of all this, <laughs> Mel got the call. He walked down an he walked down a hallway aisle. He went into his office. He changed from a tuxedo into a three uh, a full suit with a tie. Put on his galoshes. Talked to Tanya. Had a cup of Tanya, coffee. <laughs> discussed having a cup of coffee. Got to the Melmobile. Made a call or, uh, or answered a, answered a call from his lovely wife Cindy. Got yelled at. Got yelled at. Got back in the car. Drove out to the the runway. They are only now beginning to unload the plane when the buses had left before Mel even got the call. So were they just waiting for Tanya to show up? Or we can't leave the, leave the passengers on the bus well, until Tanya You, you notice up? there aren't any emergency slides on this thing, though. They're coming down the steps, the icy, treacherous steps. It is, it is icy. That's true. I mean, how long has it been? Like 15 minutes? 20 minutes? I, I don't know. Maybe he I, maybe stopped just... and got some gas. You never know. <laughs> Fishtailed into the gas station. <laughs> out of my way. Peeled the rubber airport, out of it. The airport theme playing mightily in the background. But yeah, it was just kind of, why? Why does it take so long? Well, you know, it's a movie. Tanya gets out with her stack of release forms. If she has a stack of release forms, does that mean that they're handing everybody $50? Or are they... Uh, I'm not exactly... She's happy. a lawyer. She, you, sign, you sign the form, and then you've lost all rights to f for, uh, future negotiations. That's what she... She yeah. wants your signature on the form. Mm -hmm. Sign here. You don't get on the... You can walk back to the terminal <laughs> in the snow. Hey, you, your days, you just came out of a near crash, and here, sign this. Okay, whatever. Wow. So uh, she's out there saving uh, Transglobal Fortune. I'm kind of thinking she's the villain of the movie now. Mm. Mm. No, she's she's so sweet. She is. Well, she busted up that, uh, or she could be busting up that uh, Bakersfield marriage. Who knows? I, I, I don't think so. I think the way they play it is she always reminds him to call his wife and everything. She's waiting to see what happens. Yeah. And then she'll Point. pounce like a lynx. <laughs> <laughs> she'll get what's, half, what's half of half is what she's thinking. By the way, I want to point out that uh, one of the players in, in this scene is uh, William Boyett, who's... Uh, his greatest work was in The Hidden, the 1987 yeah. horror movie. Remember oh. him? As, uh, he was taken over by an, an alien being, and uh, it was just that turned them into homicidal killing machines. It was great. He was wonderful. Which was quite a turn from him, considering that the other big role that he had was the captain on uh, Adam-12. Right. He was always Reed and Malloy's boss. Um, Straight-laced guy. Interest I don't know where he's from, but he always had an interesting accent. I couldn't quite place it somewhere out west but not california uh but yeah he's uh he's actually one of the few name ones that we bump into there's a uh, there's another guy coming up at the end that I'll, I'll i'll talk about in a minute but he uh the the thing that comes up right now is that we are 
uh, finding William Boyett's character Jack having a Jack is the trans global um, shovel man, and uh, he's obviously out of his in, out of his element when he's trying to figure out how to get a 707 out of the snow. I don't know what he's doing working there if he doesn't know how to do this. But uh, he needs a little bit more expertise. But you had and, one uh, job, Jack. One job. Yes. <laughs> Take the shovel. Go out there. and. As I, they said I, in Caddyshack, well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Yes. I really liked this scene. I, and I genuinely liked it. I know there's some camp and we're having some fun. But I, I genuinely like this scene between Mel and Jack because uh, we, we don't know Mel well yet. We know he's important. We know he's the boss. But in this scene with Mel and Jack, we found out that Mel is a good guy. Because Mel could order everyone to do it his way, but even in this emergency, he, he, he cares about Jack's opinion and he makes Jack – he gets Jack's buy-in on the plan. You know, He respects Jack's expertise. And, and you know, I've known Burt Lancaster for less than two minutes in this movie and I want to work for him already. Yeah, well, he, he will probably help do your job. That's the, <laughs> other, the, the downside of it is – I mean he's not a good delegator, but yeah, he is a good communicator and tries to come up with ways of solving problems. Yeah, this, he is, really uh, knows, this is good character stuff. He really knows yeah. the business. I mean at one That's point right. he's saying that if you put too much pressure on the nose, you'll pull it off. and uh, he, So he knows everything. He's not just like a blowhard boss. Yeah, he, he's obviously been in the business a long time, and this is what he loves. I mean, he talks later on in other minutes right. about how this is his chosen career, and this is what he wants to do. And even if he could make more money somewhere else, he loves being the problem solver and attacking all these little catastrophes that seem to happen every single day. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is impressive how, how he works, although he's just he's not a good delegator. He does come up with good ideas. I mean, he's talking with... Uh, William Boyd, Jack, the the character Jack, is talking all about how yeah we can get this done tomorrow and you know don't worry we'll just lift it up and apparently the snow shovel guy doesn't quite get the idea that you know you're holding up the entire airport because <laughs> well it's above his pay grade well that yeah, that's going to yeah. come up at his performance review you can bet <laughs> yeah, yeah tell tell me yeah tell me something Jack did you notice that there was this tail of an airplane sticking twenty yards out into our main runway Jack, and... Jack tell me where we're standing right now. <laughs> Right. Right. Oh, well, that's a runway. Breaks coming up. I'll I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Where's some? How about some coffee? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's coffee and a sandwich. He he can't come up with a way of getting it done. So uh, so Mel just pulls the uh, the his ace in the hole, which is asking Jack if he wants to bring out Joe Petroni. Petroni. And Petroni. Oh my gosh, this is you know we haven't even seen He's Petroni. The closer. Yeah, he he's the man who gets the job done. He's like, uh, he's like the wolf in uh, Pulp Fiction. It's, yeah. He knows he knows how to get it done, and he's gonna show up and fix this. And once Mel mentions Joe to Jack, Jack is like, oh, well, if you can get him, well, you know. Yeah, Here, here's so, what we know about these guys. At minute nine into this movie, we know that everyone in the place respects Mel. When someone needs help at this airport, they call Mel. When Mel needs help, he calls Petroni. He calls Petroni. This is what yeah. we know. So uh, I think uh, Mark, who is a uh, an aficionado of uh, James Bond movies, I think this would be the equivalent of when Hugo Drax is on the phone talking about, well, if you can get him, uh, this, yeah, Joe Petroni is the Jaws of the uh, right. of the airport universe. So Jack doesn't have any objections, and he says, sure, if you know, you can get Joe. Joe can have all the tries he wants at getting this out of the snow. But and, it has to uh, be done tonight. Yeah, it has to be got done. You know, this is this is costing time, money, and uh, china plates in uh, metalwood, so it is important. 
all of a sudden out of the way from uh, from Jack and Mel, uh, this fella stands next to the Melmobile for some reason and says, Snow Desk! <laughs> and I keep seeing this fella. That's his only line in the whole movie. <laughs> and he probably would have gone to Juilliard. He took, you know, performance classes, tap, uh, ballet, and, you know, someday he was going to be in a major Hollywood movie and he gets hired and that's his role is holding up a microphone and yelling snow desk. And it's still on the back of his headshot, probably. He tells his grandkids yeah. about the movie he made with Burt Lancaster. There I was. I had one line, but it was awesome. Yeah, do you think most uh, airports still have a snow desk, or has that been uh, reduced to uh, save expenses? I'm just wondering if it's probably third. It, it, it's probably like Marriott Corporation comes in. It's a third party. Right. I don't think – I can't imagine them having a – unless it's a, an in-house thing where it makes money. Staff but. snowman. Snow or us. <laughs> right. There is apparently a snow desk where you can answer the phone snow desk. And uh, what does this business card look like? Well, we'll find out about that tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to find out more about the snow desk. I think that's about it for minute nine. Any other, anybody else have other thoughts on this particular minute? It was a good minute. Yeah. It, it went by too fast. Yeah. Wow. Well, there, there's other minutes to come. So uh, we'll close out the week tomorrow with Minute 10. Please come back because we are going to meet the legend, the myth, the reality that is Joe Petroni. So join us tomorrow here on the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Boeing.